Hello, podcast land. Bible Geek coming at you on January the 26th, 11 p.m. Wanted to give you a brief synopsis of our outreach that we had this evening. And man, it was a good time. It was a good time. We had uh, several hundred people waiting in line to get into a couple of different concerts and venues right next to each other. And we were able to share the gospel. We were able to share the word of God. Uh, bring the power of the Holy Spirit to convict people, and man, they were convicted. And uh, there were a couple of guys that were really convicted, one about pornography, another one uh, was using all kinds of profanity. Several of them were and claimed to be Christians. So we're going to talk about that a little bit, and we're going to start with some scripture. And uh, let me go ahead and start with... The Word of God, uh, Colossians chapter 3, verse 8. But now you also put off these things, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Filthy communication out of your mouth. The next one, Matthew 12, verse 33, 34, 35. Either make the tree good and his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt, and his tree corrupt. For the tree is known by his fruit. O generation of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man, out of the good treasure of the heart, brings forth good things, and an evil man, out of the evil treasure, brings forth evil things. James chapter 3, go with verse 7, verse 7 through 12. For every kind of beast, and of birds, and of serpents, and of things in the sea is tamed, and has been tamed of mankind, but the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. Therewith bless we God, even the Father, and therewith curse we men, which are made after the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceeds blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be. Does a fountain send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries? Either of vine figs, so can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh. James chapter 1, verse 26, If any man among you seem to be religious and bridles not his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this man's religion is vain. Pure religion and undefiled before God and, his, and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. Let's see if I got another one here. I do. It's Romans chapter 3, verse 19. I'm sorry. Romans chapter 3, uh, verse 13. 14. I'll go back to verse 12 and I'll read through verse 18. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. Their throat is an open sepulcher. In their tongues they have used deceit. The poison of asps is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Now, people would argue that cursing there means a literal curse. And in Greek, I think it, it plays that out. But bitterness, 
there's no argument. Bitterness equals poison and acridity, extremely bitter. Verse 15, their feet are swift to shed blood, destruction and misery are in their ways. In the way of peace have they not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. These are the same guys with cursing and bitterness in their mouths. Well, these this this group of scriptures, these five scriptures, definitely portray, portrays exactly the kind of people we ran into this evening. Religious in mouth, uh, but not in deed. They had no righteousness, no holiness. Uh, they did not love God at the end, end of the day. And so when confronted by Christians or quote-unquote Christians regarding their language. Uh, when I'm preaching the Word of God, I'm preaching on sin, and I'm preaching even against bitterness and cursing and, and using profanity, uh, they get convicted and they come back and say, well, that's not in the Bible. And it, it definitely is. This is just five scriptures. There's, there's more than this. And at the end of the day, you know right from wrong. These people, their, their, conscience, their conscience was bothering them. And they knew that what they were doing was wrong. And so breaking this down just a little bit more, filthy communication out of your mouth, uh, Colossians 3.8. Filthy is vile, disgraceful conversation. I mean, if you just had used that one scripture, that, that Colossians 3 verse 8, says, put off anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, and filthy communication out of your mouth. You'd just be done. That's what the Word of God says. And, and folks, if you're using filthy language, you need to repent. You need to turn from your wicked ways. That just shows, according to Matthew 12, that that's what's in your heart. It's what's bubbling up in your heart. You know, you can tell if someone truly is a child of God by the way they present themselves, by the way they speak, by the way they try not to offend people. By the way, they try to glorify God in their actions, in their thoughts, in their deeds, with their mouth. And when people have all kinds of cursing and bitterness and foul language and filthy communication, they're not even trying, man. You know, if you're truly trying to walk with the Lord and you've got a habit of cursing, of using bad words, and you're truly trying to overcome through Christ, and you're trying to get the victory over this habit, and you happen to use foul language, man... You'd be stumbling all over yourself, apologizing up one side, down the other, and, and letting folks know, hey, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. That was totally wrong. That's my fault. That You should have some sort of repentant attitude. But what I'm seeing out there today is none of that. All I see is rebellion to the Word of God, rebellion towards righteousness and holiness, rebellion towards everything that's holy. And I just gave you just five scriptures that clearly point out that the things coming out of your mouth are an indicator of what's in your heart. Like uh, I heard a preacher say once, you've got a potty for a mouth because you've got a sewer for a heart. And at the end of the day, that's true, folks. And I'm here to challenge you today that if you have a bad habit of using curse words, cursings, bitterness, and all types of, of foul language, you need to surrender that to the Lord. You need to pray and ask God to change your heart, to change your desires, and He will. The Holy Spirit will change you. Now, I don't... Um, support this. I think that, that once you've overcome this horrible habit of cursing, that uh, you're not going to have instances that when you stub your toe, a, a curse word won't come out of your mouth. You're going to have victory over that. That being said, if you're hanging around people at work or you're around people at home that use all kinds of foul language, it's going to be easy to think this stuff in your head. And, and inevitably, you're going to end up talking like that. 
And in my environment at work, I'm the manager, I'm the leader, and I get to set the tone. And there is no cursing allowed in my in my business. Um, it's well, it's not my business. It's where I work. It's where I manage. And so, friends, if if you are in a position of power and authority, and you can set the standard, do it by all means. Do it. There should be some sort of holiness, uh, a holiness flavor to your environment, just because of who you are in Christ. And at the end of the day, other people cursing around you isn't going to, uh, you know, cause you to go to hell. It's not going to cause you to lose your salvation. None of that. But it does wear. It is vexing. It is. It wears me out when I'm in other situations where I have no control over my environment, and other people are using that kind of language. That stuff vexes me, man. It just it just wears me down. And so, uh, brother in Christ, sister in Christ, uh, I I pray that you take heed to the Word of God. If you're having some challenges and you're talking like the world, and uh, you're feeling some conviction over it, you can have victory over this. And while I'm talking about this topic. Uh, there are some Christians out there that, that use the word damn or hell uh, or even bitch in words that are in ways that don't glorify God. They use these in ways to sound tough. They use these in ways to fit in with the rest of the world. I'm here to tell you that's just not right. Damn and hell, I mean, you're belittling God's damnation in eternal hell that people go to for all eternity. You're belittling the wrath and judgment of God. You're, you're making it a small thing, and it's a powerful thing. And, and when you use the word bitch, that's a female dog. And when you're calling people female dogs, that's just not right. And so, folks, if you're using this kind of language, you need to stop. If, if you're a born-again Christian, stop. You know, that's just not right. You need, to, you need to honor God with the way you present yourself. You should be holy and righteous. You should come across as someone that's, that's peculiar not someone who sounds like the world. You need to be set apart. According to First Peter, it talks about be ye holy even as the God is holy. You know, come, up, come out from among them and be separate, according to Hebrews. Folks, today I hope this encourages you and I hope today that you get something out of this. Stay tuned. I've got more of these podcasts coming your way to encourage you and to motivate you. If you haven't already, please follow me. And uh, if you feel so inclined to support the channel, God bless you. Thank you. And we'll be coming back to you soon. God bless.